Hi, this is Patricia. And this is Christina. And this is What They're Worth, a podcast exposing the truths of everyday people who are willing to enter the beautiful mess of foster care and adoption. We're glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode... 21. We're in our 20s now. Yay. Officially, officially. And today we have an awesome guest. We have Kathy with us and she is the first birth mom to come on our show. And her daughter is now 19 and she also has four other kiddos at home. So we're really excited for her to share her story and her perspective. I think there's something everybody in the triad of adoption can learn from today's episode. So hang with us and listen in. So, Kathy, I give you the mic. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm I'm honored to be a part of this. Um, I love what you guys are doing. Um, I love that adoption is being talked about more and more now. Um, When I chose adoption 19 years ago, I didn't know anybody who was adopted. Um, You know, it wasn't talked about like it is now. And so I love that um, it's not only being talked about, but... um, people like you guys are okay with having the hard conversations and that, you know, you're letting people know that adoption is, it can, you know, it's hard. It can be messy, but gosh, dang, it can be so beautiful too. So I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Um, A little bit about my story and um, how adoption plays in. Um, In my early twenties, I was actually in college and was in a relationship that not a good relationship. I didn't make the best of choices, but, um, I did find out I was pregnant and knew immediately I was to choose adoption. It was laid on my heart immediately. Um, you know, I had always grown up. I was, um, in a very, uh, I would say religious household. I mean, we went to church, you know, that kind of thing, but I can't say I had a relationship with God and, um, but I have no doubt in my mind that that's what was happening, that God was was laying this on my heart. Um, and I honestly believe that that's how I've been able to kind of get through and walk through this whole process. Um, when I found out I was pregnant, I did move home um, from school and to have the support of my mom and her husband. And it was so crazy because I knew who I wanted to adopt the baby, but I didn't know if adoption was even on their heart. Um, these people, Deborah had cut my hair um, when I was ha- going to school back where I came, where I grew up. And um, she and her husband, I just, I, I love her. I loved her immediately. I used to always joke that she was like the kind of person that I wanted my brother to marry. Mm-hmm. And, um, she was just so likable and I loved her. And I had heard while I was away at school that she and her husband, um, had gotten pregnant and, um, had lost both of their babies. They, um, um, she had carried them and, um, one was not born alive and the other died shortly after. And that was in July of two, um, gosh, in 2000. Um, and Lexi was born the following July in 2001. And so, you know, when I reached out to them, um, it was very, it was late in my pregnancy actually, because I was scared. I didn't know what to do, even though I knew that's what I wanted. I was scared to make that next step. And so it was actually pretty cool. I was getting my hair done and cause I'd moved back home and we were kind of talking all around it. And she had heard that I was pregnant because, you know, you hear that kind of thing from everybody. And, um, you know, I just told her, you, she had mentioned that she and her husband had thought about adoption, but that just because of all the money they had already spent with in vitro, that they just couldn't really afford it. And, um, 
I think that kind of blows my mind too, is that just the, you know, the expense that comes with, with something like that. And I hate that it wasn't as easily available to them. And so, um, anyway, it was just kind of one of those conversations where I just said, you know, I'd hoped that I could talk with she and her husband. And it was so great because I didn't even really say anything about adoption. And she just said that, you know, as soon as she found out that I was pregnant, that she knew that this was their baby. And, um, you know, I just, I, it, it was so great. Um, I had already been working through like Catholic family services and, um, but hadn't really gone in any direction. And so once we met, then we knew we were going to do that privately. And it was just such a blessing for me. Um, she and Steve were very, very supportive. Um, they loved on me well. Um, when I had Lex, um, I was able to spend the full three days with her in the hospital. Um, I did choose, however, I did not want to see them with her. Um, I felt like I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. And so, um, but they were at the hospital. They, um, Lexi would, they, the nurses would take her out of my room and they would get to love on her and they did her first bath and all that good stuff. Um, while we were in the hospital, we had our priest come and we did like a blessing over her and just prayed for her and her family. And, you know, it was so crazy because, um, I remember laying there that night, you know, it's almost surreal that all of this is happening, you know? Um, and I remember laying there and looking at her and just being like, will she ever know you know, how much I truly love her. Well, she know that I'm doing what I believe is best, you know, right now for her. Um, and so, you know, when they wheeled her out of my room and so, oh, I mean, I still get emotional about it now. Just thinking about it. It's like, you know, just a part of me went with her, went with her. Um, and so I remember going back home and it's like my mom and I immediately were like, back then it was like you developed pictures. And so we, you know, went to like the one hour photo and we got all the photos printed out of her. And I had, you know, her clothes that she was in in the hospital and and was almost immersing myself with her because I didn't want to forget. I was afraid I was going to forget. Um, and Deborah had made it very clear that I was, um, allowed to be as involved as little or as much as possible. Um, but I knew that I needed that time to heal and they really needed that time to become a family. I wasn't, I wasn't capable of doing more right then. And, um, Deborah was great. I moved back to finish college and Deborah was great about sending me letters and pictures. And, um, I was super thankful for that. Um, literally, I think it was the day before Lexi's first birthday. I happened to be back in Amarillo and, um, pulled up to a pack and mail and they were closed. It said like, we'll return in like five minutes or something like that. So I was waiting and I looked over and Deborah and Lexi were in the car next to me also waiting. And so we got out, we hugged and, um, just really from then moving forward, it just became very, very natural. And it was clear that we were just all family. Um, my mom and my brother at the time lived still in Amarillo. And so, um, they would all do things together. Um, you know, I would come into town and we would spend holidays together and, um, they would come visit me and it just naturally progressed. And I'm very aware that, you know, not a lot of people have that. And so I know how lucky I am. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people wonder, you know, protocol or how many times or all this. And the only thing I can say is that it just naturally happened. Um, I felt like she and Steve were like an older brother and sister to me. I mean, they were very protective of me. You know, we, we shared something that we both loved so deeply. And so we, we had that connection. And so even when my husband and I started dating, um, not long after, um, 
you know, it was just, it was really neat how it all involved, how it all, you know, evolved. And Lexi just doesn't know a life without me. Um, and I'm, I'm super thankful for that. She doesn't know a life without my husband. And so my kids have all, you know, naturally, you know, grown up with her. And, you know, in the beginning, it was easy answers, you know, um, Lexi was born in, in my belly and in Deborah and Steve's heart. And, you know, when my kids got older and when Lexi got older, you know, the, the questions got a little bit harder and we've always tried to be very, very open and honest. And, um, you know, as she got older, um, our times together became um, longer and her parents um, actually ended up separating. Um, and so she would start to spend time just with us, just her. And so that was great too. You know, um, it was, again, it was holidays. It was spring break. It was when we would go there, we would see them. Um, and then this whole thing happened. Um, last year she graduated from high school and she chose to come to college at college station at Texas A&M. And that's only an hour and 10 minutes from where we live. And, um, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, again, I believe that God, you know, he placed us in her life. Um, not necessarily for those first 18 years, but for these last year and a half where we could be her people here. We could be the constant in her life. We can be the people that pour truth into her, you know, just, um, it's been amazing. And we see her so much more regularly and we were able to quarantine with her. She spent seven weeks with us at quarantine because, you know, she was just right here close. And it was so such a blessing because I know that that was time I would have never been able to spend with her. And, um, you know, it was so great because we were able to take our relationship from a guest who comes in on the weekends or that we see at holidays, like this family member to this like actual part of our family that it was just like, Hey, this is our crazy life. You're a part of it too. And so welcome to the chaos. You know, <laughs> she just fit right in and the kids love when she's here and, you know, we're able to stay up late and have the hard conversations and we cry together and we laugh together and, you know, um, the last couple of years together, we've been able to just really share more openly about, you know, uh, just that it is okay to say, you know, sometimes this sucks, this sucks. And, you know, it, it's hard right now, but, you know, we do hard things and we're going to embrace the suck, you know, and that we're going to love each other through it. And, you know, I just, it's been, it's been really, really cool. And so, you know, I love, our story. I love how it's evolved. I love that we're able to share it. You know, my hope is that, I don't know, that we offer some type of hope to other people, um, that we're able to, you know, glorify God in the process and, and how he's worked in our story. But, um, I'm, I'm, I love it. I love sharing about it. I love, you know, the hard, the good, the bad, the ugly. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's a lot of it, but that's kind of how, good. We, yeah. It's good. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. So my first question that came to my mind was how did people around you react when you told them you wanted to choose adoption? Okay. That's a great question. Um, so um, everybody was very, very supportive. My mom did not want me to choose adoption. She, um, in a loving way, um, you know, thought that they could, that she could help me enough, you know, um, that she knew that we could do this together. And my belief just didn't waver, you know? Um, I can't say that, um, I had close friends who then once I was pregnant and was going through this, I lost, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, that was my first time in my life that I really found out, you find out who your true friends are when the going gets tough, you know? And so I didn't have a whole lot of people that stayed in my life that were the same. It was really, really my, my family. And, um, you know, they were going to support me, you know, no matter what and love me through it. And so I would say that really, for the most part, everybody was supportive. My mom really had a hard time with it, but at the end of the day, she was, she was of course supportive. So, because I'm thinking that is such a hard, you seem like, not that it wasn't hard for you, but you seem like you were pretty confident. You, Mm -hmm. like you said, you feel like God like laid that on your heart. Like, what would you say to people or even how can we understand people who maybe it wasn't so clear for them? Yeah. I don't think everybody is that it's like up to the last moment. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think too, for me is I have 19 years of, I don't know, you know, belief in what I've done and Mm -hmm. my relationship with her. And I think that that is part of it as well. I think that if somebody was, you know, not so sure, and I get that. And, you know, I hope that that's the hardest thing I'll ever have to walk through. Um, you know, because it is, it was the, it was the hardest decision, you know, up to my point in my life right now that I've had to do. Um, and I think that, um, outside of that, outside of like just the feeling and just like the knowing was I wanted better for her. I wanted her to have a mom and a dad, you know, I wanted her, I I was still in school, you know, um, I wanted her to be able to have a life where, um, she was going to be provided for that she, and not that that's the most important, not that you can't do it as a single mom, not that you can't do it without a good job, you know, not anything like that, but it's like, I wanted her to have the whole package. I wanted her to have a mom and a dad, a mom and a dad that loved each other. You know, um, it was hard for me to see how I could provide for her what I knew she needed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was, you know, is a, is a big part of it too, is just, is just wanting the best for her you know, and taking myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I was thinking about was choosing the people that are going to adopt your child. That must be terrifying. And a lot of people, because we see the people who, and we know people who like have the websites and Mm -hmm. that's just, I can't imagine making the decision and then trying to select like a dating profile sure. who is going to parent my child. And then how are they going to receive me? Like what gave you peace to feel comfortable with Deborah and Steve? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And you know, I, I'm with you. I can't imagine looking through, like you said, almost like a, a dating profile and being like on paper Oh, okay. These people look good, you know, because you don't, I mean, you're going through a bunch and everybody, you know, it's like a job interview. You're going to see the first, the best of that person at the job interview, you know? And so it's like, of course, everybody's putting their best foot forward. It's like, is this reality, you know? And so I can see where that would be terrifying. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't know Deborah and Steve that well. I mean, she cut my hair, you know, (laughs) I knew her through conversations, you know, I knew people that knew her. I, but it was just like this feeling I had. I mean, she just, I don't know, again, you know, and I get that not everybody has that, um, you know, that feeling or knows somebody in that position. And so I feel very blessed in that way. Um, 
But I think too, having to like be able to let go of it and know that, you know what, there's not going to be perfect parents. You know, Mm -hmm. do, Mm -hmm. did I plan that her parents were going to get divorced and that she would have had to gone through a lot of the things that she's had to gone through, go through? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? Her parents are, are, are human, just like, just like I am, just like my, my husband and I are. And so it's like, you know, there is no such thing as the perfect parent. Do I believe they were the perfect parents for her? I absolutely do. You know, I think that um, in any situation, it's like, that's what's going to help make her who she is. And so, um, you know, I think that although my situation looked different, you know, I didn't, I didn't go through the, you know, the matching and, and that would be terrifying to me, you know, looking back, I don't know, I don't know how I'd have been able to do that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you have to connect with what's important to you. Do those people have, so you have to find out what that is. Is it, you want them to have, you know, certain things like you, it's important for you for them to have faith. Maybe it is, or it isn't. Is it important to you that one of them stays at home or doesn't? Is it important to you? And just kind of look at the things that you kind of value and, and would really want and maybe start there. Um, but again, at the end of the day, you know, you have to trust that it's like, these people are going to love them the, the best they can. And, and you have to be okay with that. And knowing too, that it's like, they're gonna, it's not going to be the way that you hoped it's going to be. It's not, you know, you're the way you dream about it and envision it. It's not necessarily how it's going to turn out. Um, but that hopefully you did the best that you could and, and that they will too. Mm-hmm. I feel like all parenting is like, <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's so true. it's so true too. You know, I always tell, we always tell my oldest, you know, I'm like, Carson, I feel like that we make the most mistakes with you. You're our oldest, but this is the first time we've parented a 12 year old. And so it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thankful for the grace that you give me every day. Thank goodness. Because, you know, mommy and daddy don't get it right most of the time. So same, same applies. You're right. I have a lot in my brain, so I'm trying to process it processing it. But I think it's, I've just been like marinating how, how much God's hand was in your story and how much you are able to recognize that. Has it taken you all this time to really see his hand in your story? Or were, were those things that were like, whoa, dang God, like you're really here um, yeah. in the moments? Yeah, no, absolutely. I would say those were things that I absolutely felt in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say that maybe like a handful of times in my life I've ever felt it again. Mm-hmm. Like it was very specific to this. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that it's really been that way my whole my whole journey. I will say that what's changed from 19 years ago to now is my comfort in sharing about adoption or my shame and guilt about adoption. Um, I feel like that was something that um, even though I know in my faith, I know that God forgave me for whatever a long time ago, you know, that's not something I have, that I have always been as quick to forgive myself. Um, that has been more challenging. The shame that comes with it, you know, you feel like you wear this scarlet letter, you know, I was unmarried. Um, I got pregnant. I chose not to um, parent my child. You know, um, there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes with that. And that has been hard to, um, you know, to, to work through and really not until the last couple of years. And I would still say, I'm not, I'm not there. I don't know if I'll ever, 
you know, be where I want to be with that. But, um, you know, definitely my walk in that has been a little bit harder, but, um, in letting, you know, God take control of that. But as far as feeling and knowing and being laid on my heart, that was all really from the very beginning. And I think that, you know, we can't have the relationship that we do with Deborah and Steve and with Lexi, if it weren't for him. I mean, there's just really no other explanation in, in my, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely that's where the, the glory should be given, but, um, I don't know. Well, I really can't be overstated. Right. I, I, you know, the more that we've been in the adoption world, a lot of people talk about the intersection of faith and adoption and the bad sides of it. Um, Parents or birth parents feeling pressured or adoptive parents thinking it's going to be a walk in the park because, you know, God brought you to me or people just using those like really cookie cutter statements to kind of not actually deal with the problems. Yeah. But I do think there's something to be said that it's not natural and it's not the way that it really is supposed to be absolutely unbroken world, right. Where if we all were perfect, absolutely, it wouldn't exist. And so where we really see it flourishing is an act of God and is all, is a, a miracle in some ways because it's hard. Absolutely. You know? And we talk about that a lot, but I also think we, we don't always just come out and say it. And I know that not everybody who listens to our podcast probably is sure. a person of faith, Absolutely. but we are. And, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. and I know I, I wouldn't even be in this conversation right. if yeah. it wasn't for him. I don't know why I would do it. Yeah. Personally. Absolutely. Um, I just wouldn't. So I think, yeah. I think that that really, that really is important. And that yeah, really and I- I think you're right. I think that there's, there's certain, um, you know, parts of the community that believe in family preservation and would argue and have really, you know, in the past torn me apart when we've been, you know, vocal on social media, you know, and that that isn't God's design, but, you know, and, and I believe that, you know, I, I know that, but, you know, I, I am a sinner and, and, and it was, you know, something. And so it's like, now he's taken that, and, and he's, he's redeemed me and he has, you know, right. taken something that was broken and, you know, he's, he's turned it into something beautiful. And so it, there's no question, you know, does he, that's not what he, that's not what he has designed, you know, but, um, but now how can I use this? How can he use us now to, you know, yeah. how can he use us kind of transition into my next question was yeah. just, now, coming from foster adoptive parents' side, what are some things that – I know you had a really good relationship um, with Lexi's parents, but what are some things maybe you've heard? As you just mentioned, like, hearing things on social media since you've been more vocal. Like, where are some places that adoptive parents aren't doing a great job, or what can we do, even when it comes down to, like, word choices and um, sharing things? Like, what kind of – have ticked you a little bit or what do you wish was a little bit different? Yeah. Um, I love that because, um, I am not going to choose to, I've had to remove myself from some adoption groups because I feel like sometimes, um, it becomes too victimized. Is that a word? I don't even know. 
but like <laughs> where, you know, they're, where they're, where they're playing a victim. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's a, a, a bad thing. I just, I'm not going to choose to go that route. Um, and so I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to choose to be offended. That's my choice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, would I rather someone said, you know, placed adoption rather than gave up? Yeah. But really at the end of the day, that's because it makes me feel more, more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, um, that's okay with me. You know, I think that my thing would be, um, you know, as far as adoptive parents and that's the thing, everybody's story looks different, right? Everybody's journey is going to look different. Everybody's interaction, their relationships. Um, my hope would be is that, um, you know, the adoptive parents would know, I think a lot of times fear is involved. Um, when, yeah. when we have some close friends who they've been looking to adopt and she, it's so great that we have each other to kind of soundboard off of because she's like straight up, I don't want the birth mom to be involved. You know, she's like, it, it's, that scares me. And it's like, I get that. I get that. Um, I in no way, um, ever wanted Deborah to feel threatened by me that I was coming to take something that was theirs. I think that that's a common fear, um, you know, of adoptive parents. And again, I can't speak for anybody else but myself, but that never crossed my mind. You know, I was more of a place of gratitude that they were allowing me to be such an involved part of their life, that they were loving me and my family so well that we were able to all encompass and be, be one family. And so, you know, the more I hear about it now with friends that are going through the process is that it's, you know, it's very, it's very structured. It's very, you have to send this many pictures and you have to be involved. And it's like, Oh, it's so contractual. And that takes out the relationship part of it. It's like, how is the, is the natural relationship going to build if it's all done out of have tos. And so I think that's where it kind of gets, gets sticky. And I think that it's okay to, you know, I've loved that I've been able to share some on social media because people have reached out to me, but I, and a lot of times it's like, you know, adoptive moms and, you know, how do I reach out to the birth mom about this? And it's like, Oh my gosh, be honest with her. Tell her you're scared. Tell her, listen, I want you to be here. I don't know if that's going to make you uncomfortable or not. It's like, just be honest. And it's like, I think just breaking down those barriers, if we're all just kind of like honest with each other, you know, and I mean, I'm guilty of it too. It's like, I don't want to, do I say that? I don't want to hurt Deborah's feelings. I don't want them to think I'm, you know, I, and so I'm guilty of that as well. But I think if we just kind of like take down those walls and we're just as honest as we can be and be like, listen, I don't know how this makes you feel. I don't, I'm certainly not trying to, you know, if we're, if we treat them as human beings, right. Then it's like, okay, then I feel like it's all, we're able to get closer. We're able to establish that trust and that intimacy when that's really what it is. It's like, you guys are an extension of family. You know, it's not birth parents versus adoptive parents. It's how can we do this together? And I don't mean like, you know, how can we parent together or anything like that, but you know, how, and it looks different for everybody, but how can we do life together? You know, and maybe that is just a, a phone call, you know, on holidays, or maybe it is just a, you know, a cards here and there, but if you kind of establish it together, I think maybe that makes it a little bit more natural. Yeah. I think a lot of the, just, I guess, coming from my perspective and probably Patricia's, cause we talk about this often, mm-hmm. a lot of the fears rooted in possessiveness sure. of our adoptive children, which sure. is, on our, you know, on our end. Yeah. Um, but 
really, I mean, we've talked about that a lot and processed through that a lot and felt those feelings a lot. Mm. And really you become more comfortable when you're just more grounded in your faith. That's why I don't know how people do this successfully without Jesus. Sure. Because if you, if you don't have Jesus Props. and the Holy spirit to like keep you in check with those things, like I'm only doing this because I feel like this child is mine. Really. It's not mine at all. And it's not even, they're not even the birth parents. Really. That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's right. You know, but I'm going to feel like I should keep this child away from this person because I'm feeling like they might love them more or so what if they have another person to love, you know? So I think, I think obviously considering any other factors that aren't healthy for your kids, I think if there's that space, if there is an opportunity for healthy, safe boundaries and a relationship, um, and you're grounded in your faith and you, and you know that, then I think that's when that truly blossoms into something beautiful. Um, Because if not, if you don't have Jesus and you do that, it's just, whether it's externally or internally, you're going to be in a battle. Absolutely. Because we're going to believe those lies, right? The enemy is trying to tell us. And so I think you're absolutely right. I love that. I love that. Can you talk about, because with you being pretty involved, can you... Because probably something some people are thinking is like, okay, how involved? Like, mm-hmm. does she just show up or is she yes. like she's is welcome anytime. Um, giving advice into her discipline mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Like, oh, like Kathy, the, how, how yeah, involved. like how involved does involved look? Because I think that for people, there's a fear too. Like, well, if I open the door, mm-hmm. how far in are they coming? You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> What do I do if I don't feel comfortable sure. with them doing certain things, sure. but I don't want to hurt them and I don't want to offend them? Yeah, no, no, no. I never, um, it, it was never my intention, nor did I feel like it was my place to ever have a motherly role with Lexi growing up. Um, we were not part of discipline. We were not, um, we were family that came in and loved on her. What did she call you? Like Kathy. Kathy. Okay. Yes. Um, and, uh, but she does call like my mom, Mimi and Papa, mm-hmm. my brother's uncle, Mike. She does call everybody else like family names, but she does call me and James, Kathy and James. Um, and it, you know, I struggled with a long time. Um, what do I call her? You know, now clearly right. I always call her Lexi, but when somebody is like, because we look a lot alike. In fact, we always joke out of the five kids, she and I look the most alike and my other four children don't even look like they belong to me. <laughs> so we kind of laugh. It's like a running joke. But if people were to ask me like, who is she? You know, I would always be like, she's a family member. Um, she is, you know, because, and I think that that was part of guarding my own heart. Um, and because in my eyes, I'm like, well, I'm not her mom you know, Deborah's her mom. Um, but only the last couple, and it's funny, I wrote about it today, but, um, we, she was, she was at our house over the weekend and we had some family here. I mean, some friends and, uh, one of the little boys, he was only six, but he was like, who is this? And he's seen like, see probably half a dozen times, but it's been a while. And so he just didn't remember. And I was like, this is my friend Lexi. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, why did I just say that? Why did I just say, this is my friend Lexi? And so we talked about it later, me and Lexi and and the mom, and we were talking and I was just like, man, I have no idea why I said it like that. I was like, but the truth is, is I don't know how to say it, Mm -hmm. you know, 
But it's like, I have to be okay with saying, I'm a birth mom. You know, I'm a birth mom. Now he was six. And so I thought that I can't be like, I'm a birth mom. Because then it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> you know, not just with him, you know? And so, yeah. you know, I could, and so his mom, she was real sweet. She was like, what if like when somebody that age or that you can't like really explain it to, what if this is just my Lexi or, and I was like, oh, I love that, you know? And so, um, but it's crazy because um, she and I were talking about it. And she said that a lot of times her friends that maybe aren't her closest friends, if they're like, yeah, if you and your mom or whatever, and of course talking about me, it, to us, it's like, wait, what, who, you know, you mean me and Kathy, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, we just kind of are Lexi and Kathy, not mother and daughter, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then we were talking a little bit about, um, okay, like discipline and that kind of stuff. Well, now that she's here so much more often, and especially last year with her first year in college, she was just having a really hard year. You know, she um, moved to a school where she didn't know anybody and she moved far away from home. And so she was here a lot um, because she was homesick and just kind of like going through a lot of stuff. And so that's when James and I used those times to not discipline, but to pour into her and to coach her and to give her, um, equip her. Um, And that's not something that we'd ever really been in the place to do before. Um, because she was still living at home and we didn't need to, that's her parents' job, but without them being here and us being able to walk her through, you know, just school stuff and relationship stuff and friend stuff and, you know, hard questions that she has about me and her, you know, because she's always been really good about asking the question, the hard questions, you know, why I was just about to ask you those questions. She absolutely, she does. And I think that she, um, bless her heart. She does not want to make anybody upset. She is a people pleaser. And she is, um, a lot of times the adult in the room in a room full of adults. Yeah. And, um, you know, she doesn't want to hurt her mom's feelings. And so asking those type of things to her parents, um, she just really hasn't done a whole lot of, um, and I understand that. Um, but she is okay asking me and James. And so I'm super thankful for that. And I've always told her, I'm like, Lex, you know, if there ever comes a time where you're angry with me or you, that's okay. That's okay. You know? And, um, but she has, she's asked, um, why not her? And, you know, at first it's like, oh, you know, um, and it takes me a minute because I don't know how to answer it, you know, right away. I mean, you know, I, I pray immediately. It's like, please give me the words. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't have them, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and it's, it's important. I try to remind her that it's like what life looks like now is not what it looked like then, nor is it what it would look like if we would have stayed together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, celebrating the fact that, you know, she has, because the truth is she has four other brothers and sisters, you know, here. And so, you know, that are her half siblings because she's an only child. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's a big difference from her. And, you know, it was really funny she was over here over Christmas break and uh, before she went home for Christmas and we wanted to go downtown and look at the lights. Well, we live West of Houston. So of course it was a drive in and of course it was bad traffic and my kids are like losing their minds. And, you know, we stopped to get hot chocolate before we go look at the lights. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Lex, I'm so sorry for all the crazy. And she just looked at me with tears in her eyes and she's like, um, and now of course I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically like, I've always wanted this, like something like this, 
you know, I've wanted to be a part of the crazy, you know, and I think just making sure she knows that she belongs, you know, I think that is so important. And so, because she knows she belongs with Deborah and Steve, those are her parents. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that she knows she belongs with us too. And Mm -hmm. so, um, that has been really big for us the last year and a half or so having her so close is that she knows that she can come through that garage door at any time. You know, she called us last week. She wasn't supposed to be here till the weekend. And she was like, she had texted my husband because I was in the shower and didn't answer. And she was like, are you guys up? And he's like, yeah. She's like, can I come? He's like, this is the silliest question you've ever asked. Of course you can come. Like, let's go. And so, um, you know, she has her own room and she knows that she's welcome anytime and she can come and go. And that's what I need her to know. I need her to know that she, that this is home too, that yes, of course, her parents is home, but that we are her family and her home and we're not going anywhere. And so, you know, um, she's, it's safe to ask me the hard questions and, um, you know, and sometimes I may tell her, you know what, I don't know. And I may have to think on that one or, but she's okay with that, you know? And, um, so anyways, making sure she knows how loved she is and how she belongs here. How does, how is the relationship now that she's older with her parents like how often are you guys communicating now that you see her more than they are seeing yeah no that's a that's such a great question so once they divorced um they're just circumstances that happened it was James and I kind of took a step back and were really only involved with Lex and I was thankful that they allowed just that um her parents definitely had a lot to work out um with each other. Um, and over the past few years, they've done such a better job at healing their relationship. Um, and that's made it better where we all, whereas when they were married, it was all of us and it was just natural and it was easy. And then when they divorced, it was hard, you know, and it was really just us and Lexi or us and Steve or us and Lexi and Deborah. And it was just almost like picking sides and we wanted no part of that. And so we were, um, you know, always, tried to see each of them when we would come into town. Um, but James and I definitely took a step back in our relationships with them. Um, over the last couple of years, like I said, they've definitely done a lot of healing with each other and that's been, that's healing for us as well. Um, you know, we're still close with them. I mean, we still see them every time we go up there and Deborah, you know, has, has been here a couple of times as well. Um, but I would definitely say that we're not as close in the fact that, um, we don't see them as much as we used to, because now we see Lexi, you know, without them. And so not that we don't, I still know they would do anything for me. And I, and I know they know the same about us. We just don't see them as often, you know, because we see her separately now so much more and they live so far. We're in Houston. Now we used to live in Dallas, um, and we saw everybody a lot more because we were so much closer and it was just like a, a, you know, a five hour drive. Whereas now it's an all day drive. They live up in the Texas panhandle. And so it's a much further, you know, it's harder to get to each other. And so that's kind of done it too. But, you know, Deborah and I were texting back and forth today. And so it's not a, it's not, um, I would say that the relationship has definitely changed some, um, because we don't, we aren't as interactive, but, um, there's still no question at the end of the day, you know, as far as, you know, how much we love each other or they, they love us or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. No, good. It's just, a, it's a lot. It's good. Good stuff. And it, it's, 
You know, you don't always hear the good stories. I, I yeah. really I think you hear more of the bad ones. No question. I don't know why that is. Yeah. But it's, it's refreshing, honestly. I feel yeah. refreshed because honestly, I, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely, I don't want it to make it all sound like rainbows and butterflies because there has been some, you know, there's been some muddy waters, no question, but it's how we're choosing to get through those on the other side, I think is what makes it so much so important and that we're choosing to communicate through those. Um, and, you know, I still struggle with like adoption, like with grief, you know, um, not so much with Lex now, but I always still really grieve the infant child that I left behind. Um, there's, there's still triggers in that. Um, I still get real emotional about that. Her birthday is still a really hard day. Mother's day is still a really hard day. Um, and so there's definitely still things that we struggle with. Um, and then, like I said, you know, just kind of watching her family go through what they went through and just really knowing that you can't do anything about it and that you just have to sit back and watch, but knowing that again, like we talked about, you know, I'm going to love them, you know, through all of that. Um, and, and, and knowing that they'll, that they'll do the same. And so, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to make it sound like it's all rainbows and butterflies. However, I have, I'm fully aware of how blessed and, you know, our relationship has, has really, really been no question. Did, um, did Lexi just always grow? Like when was like the whole, was there a day where they told her about she was adopted and that yeah. her birth mom or it was just always woven in there? Like it was no secret. It was just you or her birth mom. Yes. Always, always woven in. Yeah. She always knew I was her birth mom. She, it was explained to her in the beginning that she was born in my belly and endeavor and Steve's heart. And then we continued that with my kids as well. Um, and so no, she just always knew. Yep. Yep. What I was about to say was what I keep hearing from your story and what I think makes your story, I don't want to say a success, but cohesive. Sure. Yeah. The choosing, a lot of times we talk about the adoptive parents, like choosing a child and we don't always talk about the choice of the whole, where the child comes from. And I really have never, well, you hear about the birth parents choosing the adoptive parents, but just as like a selection committee, not as like, I'm also choosing to love you. And I think that's what has kept the glue because I'm sure you went through hard times and they stuck and they obviously went through hard times. And there was, there's a sense of loyalty. Absolutely. Talk about that comes up a lot. Like who's the kid going to be loyal to, you know what I mean? Where do loyalties lie? And I think if us as parents, we say, no, we're loyal mm-hmm. to each other, yes. then it creates that safety for the kid. And the kid doesn't have to choose. They don't have to choose. And yes. the fact that you said that too, like, no, I love these people regardless. Yes. They're human. And like, at no point do I turn my back on them. Yeah. That <laughs> both ways is how you do it right. Absolutely. And, you know, we have, James and I have always we have never spoken um, um, in a disrespectful way or in any negative way about her parents to her ever. I mean, that just is not how we do things. If she's, you know, having a hard time with them about something, we'll absolutely listen and we will, you know, coach her through and help her see a different perspective. But we will never, um, you know, we, we will stand in a united front on that. 
you know, I don't know. Um, I hope that's how they do it too. I don't know. I can't speak for both sides, but you know, it's like, I'm sure it is. It seems that way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, this is a crappy choice that they've just made, but all right, how can we, how, how can we see it in a little bit of a different perspective, you know, and, and get through that. So did we miss anything? Yeah, is there exactly. anything else that you feel like needs to be said on this topic? Man, um, you know, I think one of the things I would say is as far as adoptions and birth moms and, you know, again, I can't speak for the, you know, a hundred percent. Right. But I think that it would be important for me as a birth mom for other people to know is that, um, adoption most of the time is done out of love and that it is a selfless choice And, um, I don't know, just kind of like that people, I think sometimes I feel like, um, the adoptive part, the adopted, the birth families can be like villainized, Mm -hmm. um, you know, which I, again, I I understand, I see that, but I think that for people to just kind of see it maybe in a little bit of a different light, um, that, uh, that while it was a very, very difficult situation or choice, that they're doing, you know, the best they can, you know, out of love for that child. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we hope to God that anybody who's choosing adoption has a place of empathy in their heart for other human beings. Yes. So we hope yes. that given, given that and whatever situation that that can be extended to the birth families. Um, and we also know not all birth families can or should have super active relationships. Uh, We're kind of there right now. And it's really hard sometimes because even if you want it, yes, it doesn't mean it's always best. No question. But it doesn't mean that you have to compromise on empathy or on even openness in your heart and how you talk to your kids. Like none of that has to compromise. Yeah. I love that. You know, you know what's best for your child. And it's like at the end of the day, you know, there is some protection there, you know, that you have to, you know, protect them from. Um, But yeah, like you said that it might not be, you know, a relationship like we can have, um, but that it is still, you know, talked about. And like you said, in in a way of love and and empathy. And I, I really like that. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. I'm just so blessed to have been able to do this and you guys are amazing. And just, I, I mean, gosh, just what courage and, you know, hearts that you guys have to be able to reach across and, you know, hear from, you know, somebody like me. And so I appreciate that very much. Well, I was going to say the same about you. Yeah, that we feel privileged. We, yeah, we really do. Because like she said at the beginning, we don't get to hear this side very often. And I think it's because it's so dang scary because you just feel so judged, even if it's not the reality. Um, I mean, you've had 19 years of living this. And in one hand, that's a lot to build up and a lot of like, I wonder what people are thinking, have their opinions changed. Um, but then also you've just done a really great job at reflecting and navigating um, your story, your situation with Lexi. And it's just really brave for you to come on and talk about your story. So we thank you. And we yeah. know this will bless many other people who are listening and encouraged. No doubt. I know I've definitely been encouraged to mm-hmm. like, Consider, even though right now we can't have something like that, just to consider what the future could hold. 
um, as far as relationship with birth parents. Um, so I'm, I'm encouraged by you. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you guys. If you liked today's episode or any of our episodes, we'd really appreciate a kind review on Apple podcasts or just to share with your friends who you think might be interested and hearing the stories that are told. 